0: Entrepreneur on Fire 465. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John
1: Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite.
0: LegalZoom wants to help you start your business right. Visit LegalZoom.com where you'll find award-winning services developed by some of the best legal minds in the country. And don't forget to enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Did you know that eVoice handles call routing and voicemail transcription for your business? Go to eVoice.com and get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code FIRE. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Brad Spencer. Brad, are you prepared to ignite? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Brad is the executive director for The Brilliance Network, which is a business consultancy that that focuses on scaling and growing small to medium businesses. He's worked online since 2008 and will share with you some simple processes to structure your business and generate sales through low-cost marketing. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Brad, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business.
1: Awesome, man. Yeah, well, I've been working online uh, since, like you said, since 2008, and uh, I've done a lot of things. In that time, uh, I've also owned a restaurant and a uh, cruise sales business and taken those uh, businesses to be successful. I've since sold those uh, back in 2011. Um, and currently, uh, I'm executive director of Brilliance. And so what that basically means is I'm in charge of sales and I work with our partners. Um, I do a lot of different stuff for some other businesses as well. And uh, most of what, what I do during the week is work with our joint venture partners, work with uh, some of our clients on scaling their business uh, directly with, with clients. And then also, I uh, am in charge of uh, calling our customers and making sure that they're taken care of. We do a lot of extra above and beyond things uh, in our business to make sure those uh, you know down the line when people are ready to, to take their business to the next level, we're the one that they choose to do business with as opposed to one of our competitors or uh, just them not doing it at all because they don't know who to talk to. So that's a little bit about me. Uh, and, uh, you know, just, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty normal guy. Other than that, <laughs> live a pretty simple <laughs> life and, uh, spend most of my day talking to people and, uh, learning, uh, new things and constantly, you know, absorbing everything I can to be the absolute in the top 1% of what I do. So that's most of my day, every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year.
0: <laughs> Love the work ethic, Brad. Now, Get us down to a little more personal stuff. Where are you located in the world? What are some hobbies?
1: Sure, sure. Well, I live in Orlando, Florida. Um, That's actually why I came down here originally. I I gave up a finance career in uh, New York. Uh, I graduated right before uh, the collapse happened back in 2008, so I lucked out um, and didn't have to go the New York route and then uh, lose... Losing a job like the guys a year ahead of me that were my uh, classmates. Um, and I came down here to work for Disney. That was a great experience, and I still uh, still am a big Disney fan, so I like to go down there and uh, you know, go shopping and uh, go uh, to the parks as well. Um, uh, I've been here. Oh yeah, five minutes up here in northern Orlando, about a a year or so. Uh, so we're real close to the beach, which is kind of nice to to get away and kind of sit on the beach and do some work uh, every once in a while, uh, take some phone calls and things like that. So, but most of, most of my hobbies, um, you know, I'm I'm involved with. Uh, you know, I like to go out and have a uh, coffee with my friends. Uh, most of my friends are uh, fellow business people, so it's good to get away from the computer and kind of see how other people are doing things. Um, I also uh, am an avid. Uh, uh, some would call it addicted uh HGTV uh <laughs> channel watcher i watch uh, a lot of house flipping shows and uh i i i just go visit uh Lowe's and places like that to look at uh, all different sorts of uh, carpets and kitchens and fun renovation. Projects. Just to
0: browse, though, just to yeah, browse. yeah, just
1: to browse, <laughs> just to browse. I'm kind of I'm kind of a nerd like that. So
0: awesome, Brad. <laughs> well, thanks for giving us that little insight there. And sure. As you know about Entrepreneur on Fire, we really focus on the journey of our spotlighted guests. That's you today, Brad, and we're really going to do a deep dive into that. But before we do. We always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away.
1: Absolutely, man. Well, the one that I got for you is one that I uh, <clears throat> I actually want to get it tattooed, but I think my mom would kill me if I got a tattoo. <laughs> so I won't do that, but I, I, I listen to it every day, and I have it here on my desk, um, and I say it to myself multiple times. And that quote is... Success is your duty, obligation, and responsibility from Grant Cardone. Um, and the, the reason why I chose this quote for you guys is <clears throat> because I feel, uh, you know, as a person, I'm a really honor-driven type of person. So I like to get down and dirty uh, with, with projects. But, you know, when I take on a project or I'm working on something, I kind of encapsulate it at the core of my being. So what, by that I mean really like I, I inject – um, you know, honor and integrity into everything I do. So I'm I'm really big on, you know, telling people no, um, as, as as I say, no for now, um, and remain friends, then really, you know, drop the ball. A lot of people are all about yes, yes, yes. And even, even Grant Cardone t- uh, talks about saying yes a lot. And I'm very picky about what I say yes to because I don't really like to say uh, yes and then drop the ball. So that quote uh, for me means a lot because um, it really just, it gets you kind of down to the nitty gritty, whatever I'm working on. Like today, as we record this, I'm working on phone calls for our customers. And so I- when I, before I start my calls, I, you know, I kind of do some uh, jumping jacks and push ups here in my office. And I, and I I just tell this to myself because every one of those phone calls is important to me and that's how I judge my success. So I make it my duty, my obligation, responsibility to be as successful as I possibly can and to measure against myself um, instead of, you know, external things, you know, when we all live in a culture of, you know, constant bombardment of other people's what they've got, what they don't. And I like to measure it against myself. So that, that's why that quote means a lot to me is because it helps me keep grounded and, and make everything I'm working on part of my honor, which is, you know, very important to me, uh, to keep my honor and keep my integrity up.
0: Brad I like to call it the no train and I'm a huge fan of the no train and I think like you said it's more out of respect than anything because as an entrepreneur you have to learn how to say no to things you just don't have bandwidth for like for instance when I first was launching entrepreneur on fire and I was going through my pre-launch phase where nobody knew of me obviously I'd never even launched the podcast you know I had all the time in the world potentially to say yes to everything but nobody was asking me to do anything because nobody knew me it was easy for me to focus on just creating Entrepreneur on Fire and to building up those 40 interviews and to really focusing. But then once I did launch and started picking up steam and now have got some great momentum going behind Entrepreneur on Fire and the brand is really spiraling at a great pace, things come at me all the time, you know, and I need to either focus on what I need to do that day, or I could let these other outside influences completely dominate my bandwidth. And that's where the no train comes in. So it's a great lesson that you're really sharing with Fire Nation, the importance of saying that word no, it's actually the right thing to do in most circumstances, especially when you're trying to focus on really the tasks that make your business better. So great share, Brad. Really really great, really great way to start this interview off. And let's now focus on your journey as an entrepreneur, because we now know where your head's at as far as a success quo. We know a little bit of personal things about you. But what we don't know yet is of a story, of a time that you failed. Because as entrepreneurs, Brad, we all have these stories. But I want you to tell Fire Nation one today that stands out in your mind specifically and the lessons you learned.
1: Absolutely, man. So I mentioned uh, a little bit ago briefly that uh, I used to own a restaurant. Now, the way that kind of came about was – um, you know, flash you know rewind back to two thousand and eight, um, the very beginning of two thousand and eight, right before my last semester of college started. I was graduating with a finance degree uh, with a track and a focus on residential uh, finance. So I get to Disney and uh, I took a trip you know kind of as a celebrate you know because i wasn 't going to be able to do it in the summer, so I was like, I want to come down to Disney and, and just take a couple days and chill. Well, I took a tour at Disney, fell in love with the place, gave up all everything, and decided. I'm going to go work for Disney. Now what they don't tell you when you come work for, for Disney and you come work at the parks, Disney is a very big uh, believer in the whole start from the bottom. In fact, the guy I I think he's uh, still the CFO, if I'm not mistaken, started out as a ticket taker um, back in like 1972 at uh, magic kingdom down here. So they're very big on that type of culture. Now I worked there for nine months um, and you know, they were uh, started a job freeze because the economy was, uh, instead of laying people off, they just weren't moving people up, and people would kind of come and go as they as they usually do, and I just, um, you know, honestly, like, I, I just wasn't happy with it, I wanted to be the CEO, I wanted to move up, I had a degree, I was already successful, and uh, I had started my business that summer, so this is, this, you know, we're, we're here in the summer of 2008, and I was there for nine months, so, you know, summer of 2009, I kind of was unhappy, and I left, and I decided, you know, about a month after I, i been working on my Internet business, which is, you know, kind of my, my main thing. And, you know, my uh, my partner at the time, she uh, was, uh, you know, leaving Disney as well. And she's like, you know, why don't we uh, why don't we start a restaurant here? in it was actually in the just north of Disney in that area. Nice side of town and everything. We were always like, you know, that's kind of a good idea. You know, your family's uh, done a rest, you know you know they owned a country store in upstate New York had tons of food experience and uh and I obviously was working at Disney so there was really no customer situation that I couldn't handle for a little small restaurant so I was like sure what the heck so I kind of you know decided you know I was I was nervous I decided to open the restaurant. We opened uh, January 4th of 2010. Now, you know, about a year and a half, two years later, uh, her family was involved, uh, in the business, uh, cause it was, it. that's where we started out. We kind of bootstrapped it. I remember opening January 4th, 2010 with $121 left to my name. Now, why I call this a failure, you know, the business was, you know, in less than a year, we got to be one of the top 50 restaurants in Orlando. We were competing against fine dining establishments and all sorts of things like that on Urban Spoon. But what we had with our business was, you know, there was a couple critical mistakes that we made in the beginning. And, and I'll, and I'll say they were my mistakes because I was mostly in charge of this area of our business. My goal for this, this restaurant, you know, which is a small deli, we were under a thousand square feet. So, you know, we didn't have any fancy, thing. It was a couple tables and that, but we were busy all the time. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to leverage that into 10 to 15 restaurants within three to five years and build that into kind of a, uh, started out and go into the franchise world where we sell franchises and things of that nature. Now I call this a failure because, you know, I, I, didn't realize at the time, because this was actually my first experience dealing with uh employees, because before that with my internet operation, it was just me and a few contractors. So, you know, whenever I needed something, I would pay somebody. But I didn't really have ongoing employees that were salaried. And when you deal with people who are uh, experienced in the business and everything like that, they sometimes have a tendency to not be able to take direction from someone who doesn't have that. And so what ended up happening is over time, we were very processed out, but we were getting eaten alive on the margin because, you know, as food costs go up periodically, we weren't raising our prices. So we had to make it up in volume, which we did. And that's what I was really good at is, you know, business development. But, you know, one of the things I learned from that experience, and and, and this really applies to any business, especially one that has employees or an office or, or a physical presence, you know, so to speak, is that, You really need to have one commander in in charge of an operation, okay? That doesn't mean that, you know, you have to take care of everything, but someone has to be responsible and able to say, you know, this is what we're going to do, come hell or high water, this is what we're going to do. And as I say, you know, one commander and a bunch of sailors, you know, because if you don't have that, what ends up happening is that, you know, the... uh, your, your employees end up running the operation. Um, they tell you what to do. And, and I'm not saying don't take advice from employees, but at the same time you have to be willing to say, you know hey, this is what we're going to do, and they have to deal with the fact that maybe they don't quite like it, but they have to do it anyway, and that was one of the really big uh, you know things I learned is that when you're in command, you have to be in command at all times, because um, otherwise you will eventually fail it's, it's a matter of time because your business won't grow the way you need it to because you're in charge as the CEO, the operation, even if you're in there making food and working with customers and going talking to to wholesalers and things like that, you still need to be in charge. the buck stops it. You, your names on the door, so to speak, and you really have to encapsulate a ten-hour days thing to get something off the ground. Um, to uh, fall into that trap of, of, of abdicating leadership, and 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 all of a sudden, you know, by the by the end of it, you know, when I sold my stake in the business, you know, which is still profitable and still going strong today, they've expanded to second location. Um, we didn't grow as fast as what we could have because we didn't have that capital that that I had set aside in our plan because I basically allowed myself to get told how to run the business. Um, And looking back, you know, a couple years ago, that was a big turning point with my business and my success is, you know, learning that experience and then becoming the commander again of my internet operations and, and cutting everything else out and doing what I do today.
0: I love your analogy with the commander because being a military guy, Brad, like I saw firsthand at 22 years old, the importance of having literally one person in charge and of course you have a chain of command and that's just as important, but the buck does have to stop somewhere and as entrepreneurs and as solopreneurs and as small business owners, we need to make sure we establish that hierarchy which is incredibly important and always have that one commander at the top that's looking out for everybody's best interest and most importantly, the business. So, Brad, let's go to the other end of the spectrum. Let's talk about an aha moment or a light bulb that went off at some point in your entrepreneurial journey. Again, tell us a story. Take us down to the ground level. We want to be there with you when you have this idea, this light bulb go off, and then share with us the steps you took to turn it into success.
1: Awesome. Well, I will tell one of my most favorite stories um, and I call it the come and get me story of April, 2012. Ooh. Okay. So this is about well, year, couple, almost, almost going on two years ago, but it's one of those things that I'll, I'll never forget this in my, my entire career, no matter where I go and where the world takes me over the next couple decades. Um, I'll never forget this. And so, you know, flashback, let's go back to April. Okay. So I'm at, um, a conference here in, uh, Florida in Fort Lauderdale and, uh, You know, I was working on a project, Uh, you know, my business was still quite a bit smaller than it is now. Um, And it was just mostly me because this is this is, you know, six, seven months ish after i had sold out of my restaurant and the cruise uh, travel sales stuff and i was just kind of going back and refocusing on that so it took about 6 7 months to get that to where it needed to be so i had to grow rapidly and i learned a lot in that time frame and this is kind of the, the capstone of that era of my business and so what ended up happening is i went to this conference and you know a lot of my buddies were there and you know people i had known and a lot of friends that i had developed over the years um, which is kind of what I'm known for is just – I, I kind of know everybody in my little circle of the world. Um, and so I wanted to go see my friends. It was a, a kind of a conference. It wasn't really related to mine, but everybody else was there, so I went down and just, you know stayed for the weekend and, and hung out with people. And we were at this place um, – it was this uh, – we, we call it the Egyptian hookah bar. Oh, it's it's the one of the most randomest themed places. It's this <laughs> bar that has uh, like a back area where there's like hookahs and they bring around hookahs like they do, bottle service and things like that. It was really random, but yet they had a dance club and they had like a whole bunch of giant – pharaoh themed things and it was it was weird you know i guess um but uh you know it's kind of like being in the mummy movie except there's no mummies um and (laughs) so we were we were all hanging out at the bar and you know a bunch of us had gotten a table um at One of the places, and there, you know, it was about twenty or thirty of us there. So we were one small group at a table. And I remember uh, I was talking actually uh, to uh, Ben Adkins, uh, who is uh, with us in the Brilliance Network. Um, him and Low Silva are partners in that. And, and you know, I'm here doing what I do. You know, kind of as the director. And you know, he told me a story. And I was getting ready to do a product launch. Uh, actually, this was on a Saturday night, and we were launching on Monday. So I was kind of doing everything, getting ready for that. And he told me, he's like, you know, he told me a story about how he did a launch recently and he was worried about, uh, you know, getting a PayPal account frozen. And this was, you know, a couple of years ago when uh, before PayPal got some new leadership and they were kind of scaling their business. So they had kind of a little bit of a shoot first and ask questions later, you know, mentality. So if you did a lot of business all of a sudden, they would, you know, lock down your account, call you up, make sure you, you know, where everything was okay. But in a product launch environment, you know, that's, that can be something that that can completely you know take the momentum out of what you've been building, so you know he, everybody in our our industry at the time was worried about that, and so he had this moment and 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 I off the top of my head, I forget exactly what inspired him to have this moment, but what but his story was you know come and get me, so he said to the world, you know he was walking, I think he was uh you know was out uh kind of on on his back patio with with his wife, and he's like, you know what i'm not going to be scared of this because my products make a difference for people my products are good and we deliver what we promise so i'm not going to worry if that's the worst problem i have then i'm doing I'm, i'm i'm moving the needle you know if they see my operation enough to where you know we're bringing in so much business because so many people want our product that we're putting out that's a good problem to have i'll figure it out when i get there and the come and get me story really you know i translated that and i thought about it for a while because at the time i was coming out of, you know, selling a business, a lot of transition, you know, a year and a half, I'd been working on a restaurant every single day, you know, putting a lot of time in and, you know, this was at the capstone of that transition period. So I was kind of still a little bit gun shy of really going completely hard uh, on this product launch, you know, I was kind of like more the step by step, you know, this one did, you know, $10,000 ten thousand dollars its first day and then the next time I'll be like the next product let's do you know twelve thousand dollars in sales the, the the first day and and kind of like that linear growth style. Instead of really just saying, why don't I put everything into this and make this as big as possible and if it grows well, it goes well. If it doesn't well, then you live and learn, you move on, you do better next time. So it was an attitude shift for me from, you know, kind of doing a linear kind of, you know, invest, take you know, hedge my bets a little bit. That's what I used to do. And then when I heard this story, it made me go hard. Now here's where it trains into a big success. That same evening, there was a, another uh, gentleman that I had we'd spoken briefly on Facebook before, and maybe on the phone uh, at the time, but we really didn't know each other very well. And uh, you know this guy was uh, pretty uh, public about his uh, life story at the time, and had done a product launch where he shared in, in the in the launch sequence, he shared kind of how he got his business started, and you know recovered from uh, a food addiction and some other personal problems. And so we were at this table and all of a sudden, you know, alcohol shows up and he had, you know, 20 years prior had had a drinking problem. And we all knew this because it was, he was so public about it. And that's how he leveraged his success to start out in in business and everything else, you know, 20 years starting from a hole of, of, of a food and and alcohol problem in his twenties to now in his forties being very successful. And so I, I saw this and, and I didn't really know him at all. And I was like, you know, Normally, in this situation at the time, I would have been a little bit hesitant, and a little bit nervous to, to go speak to him because maybe he was fine now and it was 20 years later. But I decided, you know, come and get me. I, what's the worst that could happen? So I went up to the bar and uh, I started getting waters because uh, I, don't, I don't drink a lot. So, you know, I was there and I I'd switched to water at this point. So I got one for me and I got one for him. And he looked at me kind of funny and, and you know, went back to hanging out and, and I drank my water and thought nothing of it. Next time I went up to the bar, got another water for him. Okay. And, you know, two or three times of this, I had, had, you know, gotten him waters. And so later on, I didn't think anything of this and, uh, you know, turned up to be a great night and, and I was just blown away. I was like, I'm going to go hard on this launch. Now, Sunday comes around the next day and he's like, Hey, I just saw, uh, that you have a launch on Monday. You know, why didn't you tell me about it? And I was like, well, I don't really want to, you know, kind of, Uh, you know, I just met you. I mean, I didn't really want to talk and, you know, ask you for anything because it seems kind of rude to me. He's like, no, no, no. You know, that meant so much to me that you went and grabbed the waters for me uh when you know all the alcohol was on the table like nobody ever thought of that you know to do that or be nice to me uh like that and turns out this guy won our launch contest because we ran a contest to see who could sell the most copies of our product at the time and turned into one of my top affiliates and put a whole chunk of money like we're talking I doubled off after hearing that come and get me story and and you know really taking a risk with this gentleman and getting him those waters all that night, you know, we're talking cups of water. We're not talking bottles of water paid for. We're talking just simple cups of ice water. So it was absolutely free. And I've used this story so many times because this was a quantum shift in my business. So instead of those linear step-by-step on each one of those products, I doubled once and then I doubled again the following month. So after this weekend, so from April of 12 till about was at May and then June, June was the second product. I was four times the first day sales on that one product simply by that come and get me story and putting it all on the line and willing to lose everything and really truly in losing everything. And that's the, the big success that has, you know, literally been a you know trajectory shift. Uh you know, for the last what are we, you know, year and a half from since then, I've grown tremendously like I changed the trajectory. I changed the angle from that linear growth to straight to the top because I was willing to put everything on the line and really you know go go above and beyond for that person who i didn't know at the time and have, have since become you know really good friends with and and the way I would say that anybody should take that is the come and get me story is most people are never really willing to put everything on the line. They're not willing to die for what they do. And I really feel, you know, it might be a little bit overdramatic, but I feel like it's important for people to be in that position that they work on something that they believe in so much, whatever business or, you know, I, I think it applies to relationships and friendships and everything else in life. But in, especially in business, you have to be willing to die and say, You know, come and get me world for you to be successful when you're grinding and you're doing that stuff uh, in the beginning. And I feel like that's one of those big moments in my career that has taken me to a whole new level of both confidence and, you know, monetary and customer success, like more measurable successes. But I feel like it changed me as a person to make me who I am today that weekend. And and I'll never forget that for the rest of my career.
0: Wow, Brad. I mean, there are so many life lessons and golden nuggets to take out of that. And you summed it up there perfectly at the end. So thank you for sharing that story. And we're going to take a quick minute now to thank our sponsors. You've been waiting for an important phone call all day long. The suspense is killing you. You keep checking your phone, wondering if you somehow missed it, and after you turn the volume up one more time, you realize you've checked the volume enough times that it can't possibly go any louder. Why are you so paranoid about missing a call? Oh, I see. Someone in another office is actually supposed to be transferring that call to you. Well, what if you could just be set up in a directory of numbers so that whoever is trying to reach you can just dial your extension? No big, fancy, automated phone system necessary. eVoice offers your business a professional greeting with call routing tools and custom dial by name directories so you don't have to rely on your coworker to make that transfer happen. Ready to learn more? Go to eVoice.com, enter FIRE at checkout for $5 off every month forever. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. Are you one of those daredevils who's always standing right at the edge, ready to jump? There are certain things in life that will reward you for that, like being an entrepreneur. You have to be willing to take risks to start and grow a company, that's for sure. But something you definitely shouldn't take risks with is legal protection. If you're ready to start your business, then the time to secure legal protection is now, and LegalZoom can help. LegalZoom offers affordable legal protection you can trust. Ready to start and maintain your business with incorporation and LLC filings, trademarks and copyrights? They've got you covered. An important note: LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you to an attorney and provide self-help services at your specific direction. For even more savings, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. If you're a parent or entrepreneur, don't wait any longer. Call or visit LegalZoom.com and protect what's yours. And this is just a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, the lightning round, because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan?
1: Awesome, man. Love it.
0: What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Well, I started uh, studying entrepreneurship when I was a teenager, and then I, I took it seriously when I graduated high school back in two thousand and four about ten years ago and um, you know that whole time frame uh, from two thousand and four to two thousand and eight when I graduated college, I always had this idea that I needed to have money to start making money okay right. and you know I missed out on four extremely huge boom years of the internet um, because you know, back then, you know, SEO was a lot simpler. You could put up a website, some great content, and all of a sudden, you'd be, you know, the one to rank. You know, and everybody, you know, this is back in the Yahoo days and everything. But with Google, as Google grew, I missed out on that entire growth uh, uh, curve. And and as the, all the uh, marketing products like to say, get that flood of traffic. You know, <laughs> and and I missed out on that because I thought I needed to have money, so I would buy product after product. You know, training, studying, and I worked in the library too, so I had a lot of the downtime while I was on the desk. And I would just, you know, read and like experiment with WordPress. I remember when that came out years ago and all kinds of stuff. And I never put anything out on the line. So don't think you have to start making money because that held me back for, for the better part of, of my career, you know, four years is, you know, and I'm five years in. So about the same time I was messing around is, is what I've been successful. <laughs> Great <So>. insights. <laughs> Brad,
0: what's the best advice you've ever received?
1: Well, I'll, I have two for you, okay? For people who work online, I always tell people, make friends, don't recruit affiliates and partners, you Ooh. know, whatever terminology you do. And that was given to me by one of my good buddies, Mike Cowles, a few years ago, and has really encapsulated my strategy of networking. Make friends, don't recruit affiliates and partners. That goes really for any business that you're working with. Um, whether you have affiliates or not, uh, it's, it, the same logic applies. And in the offline space... Um, you know I remember an old time restaurant guy um, and, and i 've taken this everywhere since is if you want to get more customers take care of the ones you already have the rest will take care of itself Oof. and that was basically to say that every single person that walked in I usually did register and a lot of front end wrapping and stuff like that for this reason because I wanted to be the last interaction they had with a person in our business so if we had twenty people walk through the door everywhere every day in the beginning and that's that was a lot you know our first couple weeks, you know, I was damn well going to make sure that, you know, they were happy and a smile and, 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 you know, were told to come back and that we appreciated their business. And I've never forgot that ever since this was from a guy who owned like 10 to 15 restaurants and ran all of them at the same time. And I met him at the wholesale spot because I was some young green kid who didn't know squat about anything. (laughs) So I just talked to anybody at the time (laughs) to learn as much as I could because I'd never owned a restaurant before. So yeah, those are two pieces of advice that I, I think anybody can use.
0: Brad, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success?
1: Absolutely, man. So what I, I do a thing which I call exponential networking, and so every time I create a good relationship with somebody you know either through a, a, a good financial deal or I just become friends with somebody, um, after I get to know them a little bit you know say a couple weeks, I always ask people to introduce me to their five favorite people that they like to work with, and then I start with those people and I build a relationship with them and I do this over and over and over again and so what ends up happening is you create a spider web of introductions and then when you start to get to a point where you've got say 50 60 people in whatever business or market industry that you might be in you can start introducing people and you become like almost like a broker by default and everybody remembers you because they you know, you introduce them to somebody that they become friends with, and it's built upon a logic that you know, like attracts like. So if I like somebody, there's a good chance that I'll probably like their friends too, and I just build that out into like a never-ending spider web of, of personal relationships, and that's brought in a lot of opportunities. Um, it actually connected us together indirectly. It really um, did. So you know, I've I've done that, and so that's why I'm here today is through this very uh very thing, exponential networking.
0: I mean, what an analogy, what a visualization of the spider. Web. it's such a great tactic and i implore fire nation to follow suit and brad do you have an internet resource like an evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners
1: I do. And it's something that we've just been using in the last month or so. It's called Trello. And Trello is like, I, I'll sum it up this, this way. Just use it and your life is going to be so much easier <laughs> and a hundred times more organized because we use this for teams. We have uh, four people in house and a couple outside contractors, not to mention, uh, you know, partners in our business. Um, and this allows us to kind of, you know, instead of, you know, hitting somebody up via Skype or we use HipChat as well for our internal messaging system. And basically, basically, um, you know, it saves us from having to do that. So I just put a card on someone else's board. Uh, and a card is basically just a little note that says, hey, do this. And, and I give them the directions <laughs> and whatever I need. And when they get to it, they get to it. But we all kind of do that for each other. So it reduces that friction of one email back and one email back and one email back and one email back and then a phone call and all that jazz and mess and gets everybody distracted. So it's, it's gotten us a lot more organized as an operation and has and created a lot of capacity for us. Trello's where it's
0: at. <laughs> Trello has been probably the hottest resource on Entrepreneur on Fire in the last couple of weeks. People have just been coming out saying Trello, Trello, Trello. So I got to check it out. It was interesting because for a while, everybody was saying Asana, which was obviously a great tool and it's free and it, it's cool for a lot of reasons. But it sure. looks like the cycle has definitely pushed back to Trello. So Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we're chatting about here today at EO Fire. Dot .com slash Brad Spencer. And Brad, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be?
1: Okay. I'm going I'm to break the rules a little bit and give you two. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first one is the 10X rule by Grant Cardone. That's where actually my success quote, uh, success quote came from earlier. Um, I, I suggest everybody buy the print and the audio book because Grant actually reads the audio book. So if you're into like the super pumping you up stuff, like, you know, you want to just get going and blow crap up and just build, build, build. This is my book for that. I just finished it about a week ago. I go through it about every six months uh, in the car. Um, it's incredible. That's, that's when I drive around, I do all my audio books. The second one was probably the best book and it's changed my life completely. That's why I have to give two, uh, shout this one out. I got it on my Kindle and read it on an entire vacation back in June. And it's called how the rich, how rich people think by Steve Seibold. And what this book does is it's a complete mind shift because, you know, rich is a metaphor for, you know, a rich life. So it's all the, it's not just financially rich. It talks about the world class and everybody else. And the book is separated into that, but it's very easy. To to implement because each of them is like about two or three pages, and there's about 100 points that he makes. And then by the the end of the book, it reprograms, and I call it my uh, pattern interrupt encyclopedia because it will break you out of that rut. That you're in um, with whatever you're doing uh, in your business. This is absolutely a, a killer resource. I actually use it as a, I refer back to it. I read the headline and then I read the action steps at the end and I, I immediately get out of the rut. So both of those books are killer.
0: Love it, Brad. Well, listen, Fire Nation loves audio just like yourself. And they are well aware if they haven't already, they can get the audio version of either of these books for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook. Dot com And Brad, this next question is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: All right well, so i I laid this out step by step, so everybody can follow this. This will work for almost any business where you're selling consulting services because that's one of the easiest things for people to do uh starting out at when they're already successful at something and they're building a new business. so number one um, I would get a I would pick up a, a basic high speed internet line it's about twenty bucks a month. Um, so there's 20 of our $500 budget. Number two, um, me personally, I would use a Google hangout and record myself on camera. Um, uh, Talking about you know very scaling and uh, joint venture systems that we use in our business to bring in leads, and we, we share these with our clients as well so I would uh, this is obviously free to record and uh, you can host it on YouTube, which is why uh, it's a really good resource. They also rank very well in Google because Google likes their own products, so you'll get a little bit of uh, exposure that way depending on what type of information you're talking about. Um, it's also important for later on what we're doing to be on camera with your face because if you're with new people, that's the best way to do it as opposed to a presentation style where they don't see their face because people like to see each other's uh, face when they're new relationships. Number three, um, uh, picking up a basic lead pages. Lead pages is a really great resource to build like squeeze pages and basic websites. This also cuts out the need for hosting because they'll host it for you. It's not pretty, but it gets the job done. And they look uh, the the pages themselves are beautiful. It's just the web links. So we don't need a website. and We don't need a hosting package with this. It's about thirty seven bucks a month for the basic one. That's all you need. Uh, an introduction page, squeeze the email that we'll talk about here in a second. Um, and that's, so it's about 40 bucks right there. So we're at $60 now. Uh, number four. Get response. It's an autoresponder. After people, uh, you know, see your hangout, and you know, you'll you'll be sharing some extra content. So I would suggest recording some more hangouts. uh, You know, four to five messages of extra stuff that I would be talking about scaling your business and generating more leads and uh, customers and you know reactivation campaigns. A lot of different things. Um, And basically, what we want to do in these emails is we want to get encourage them to schedule a consulting session with me. So if I'm new and I don't know anybody, the next thing I have to do. Uh, I'm scheduling a Time Trade account. Time Trade's a great resource to schedule appointments, and with unlimited appointments, you get a free 30-day trial. So, since we got seven days to do it, we don't need to really pay for it yet because uh, it'll it'll be within that trial period. So I want to set up these consults with these emails and all these people coming in. Um, and I would sell a, about a $3,000 consulting package because about $3,000 is relatively affordable to a good mix of business. It's a good amount of money as well, but it also is something that a lot of people can afford depending on what industry you're working with. And for us, we've worked with a lot of them and that's a good entry level point for other industries. Um, and so number six, uh, this is the big one. This is where most of the money is going to get spent. I would set up a targeted Facebook ad campaign. So for us, um, we will be targeting celebrities, brands, and public figures in our market, the business development market. So your Tim Ferris's, Michael Gerber, Ryan Dice, those types of folks. Um, and I would use uh, the Facebook open graph at the top. Uh, You know, right now as we record this, you can type in uh, pages liked by people who like and then insert a page, whatever market you're in, and that'll give you a lot of other things to target about so you'll kind of know what your target market's involved with. Okay, and I would spend about $350 with that. So what we've built here is we've built… An introduction introduction system. Since nobody knows me, they need to see me on camera. That's what Google Hangouts takes care of. We've got them opting in to receive this case study or some training from me uh, with their email. We get them, you know, encouraging them with the messages to set up. A uh, follow up with us and schedule a, an appointment for a business consult, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to close those people into my $3,000 package, um, and you know get minor deliverables, but mostly just kind of revamping and kind of tweaking their business. Since what I do is focusing on scaling uh, operations we, you know, minor tweaks, eliminating bottlenecks, that sort of thing, a lot of soft stuff. And the last part of it is I'd reinvest 50% of the proceeds uh, in those uh, consulting packages back into the Facebook ads to uh, scale that uh, ad campaign up. That $350 should be a decent amount to get some data. And then I'm going to, you know, close a deal, put $1,500 in my pocket, put $1,500 back into the ads based on the initial results and kind of scale it. And I'm going to do this until Uh, I don't have any more room, and I'm busy as hell, and I don't have any more room to take on clients, and then I'm going to figure out a better way to do it. Um, So basically, day one, building the infrastructure, the lead pages, the autoresponder, all that stuff set up. Day two, I want to lay out and record a Google hangout, really deliver, blow them away because they don 't know me already, so I need to blow them away with you know my expression, my excitement, my content, um, and then i 'm also going to set up the basic ad campaign just to kind of get you know some some chance for the approval process to take place. Day three and four, I'm going to write my follow-up sequence and start my calls as they start coming in and appointments. And then day five through seven, I'm going to schedule the consulting that I've already sold and create those deliverables, like some of the templates and stuff that I encourage people to do. And that's what I would do with a laptop and 500 bucks in seven days. Wow.
0: Well, Brad, my head's spinning. So I know if my head's (laughs) spinning that all of Fire Nation's head is spinning, but Fire Nation, I've got a treat for you. Brad has shared his amazing Google Doc with me. I'm putting it on his show notes page. And so this outline that he just went through at Mach 17 is going to be on eofire.com slash Brad Spencer. So take a deep breath, guys. It'll be waiting for you when you get home (laughs) from your car drive, from your jog. And Brad, I have just so enjoyed hearing your journey. Share with Fire Nation a parting piece of guidance the best way that we can find and connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: I encourage you guys to add me on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you there. Um, it would be a great place. Uh, you can either send me a message there. It's uh, Facebook dot com slash P L R Doctor. Uh, again, that's Facebook dot com slash P L R Doctor. If you want to find me, you'll see me. You'll recognize me. Uh, uh, on there, my uh, picture is pretty clear, and uh, I would love to connect with you and uh, you know see if there's something we can work together. If not, uh, you know just give you some great advice uh, and everything like that. Would love to connect with you guys.
0: And what's that parting piece of guidance, Brad?
1: Um, I would say go hard in everything you do and leave everything on the table um, and make a difference. Because I'll, I will tell you, most people are used to living in a Uh, a vacuum, uh, kind of a boring world, and you can absolutely shake them up and, and make a difference very quickly by just adding some of that into whatever it is that you do. Even if you have, you know, a seemingly boring business that, you know, maybe you don't feel like you can make a difference. You can with exceptional levels of, exer- of service and excitement because people want that. People want that in our world uh, is just to be shaken out of their, their routine in a good way. And that's what I would say with whatever you're doing uh, in your business, whatever industry you're in is shake them up.
0: Brad, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to eofire.com, click on the podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives or just type in the word Brad in the search bar and his show notes page, Fire Nation, will pop right up. Brad, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Fire Nation, have you attended one of our live webinars on Podcasters Paradise yet? Not only do I cover some of the best podcasting techniques, we also dive right into paradise so you can have a sneak peek behind the scenes and look at our vibrant community filled with over 350 podcasters. Oh, and did I mention that we give away a free lifetime membership during every webinar? Sign up for our next live webinar at podcastersparadise.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.